All right, peeps. Is it time? Yeah. What do we got to do? I think Josiah's going to do it from his side. Are we live? Have we been live? Oh, okay. Cool. Hi. Is this? <laughs> we have no idea. Is this the internet? On. Is this reality? Let's see here. Posts. Are we? Are we there? Are we there? Mm. I don't know. We haven't shown up yet. Anyways, it is Thursday, so we have to be live. That's the That's, rules. Those are the rules. It is Thursday at seven fifteen ish. Nice. We're getting comments. Good. That's super cool. So Brandon's going to pull that up on the screen at some point in time here. Meanwhile, let's talk about some sponsors, guys. Sponsors. Uh, you know them and you love them. Beyond Driven Fitness and Performance on Main Street in Leroy. They have you guys covered for all of your fitness needs. Recently voted one of the top gyms, I think the top gym in Genesee County, which I had been saying for a very long time. So I'm glad I was finally vindicated in that. <laughs> Because uh, I was afraid I was going to get sued. I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, great facility. Recently did the grand opening of their Beyond Boxing program. Seems like it's going to be a hit. Um, and you guys should go and check that program out or one of their other uh, you know, opportunities for you guys. Whether it's a spin fit class, whether it's cross training, whether it's strength training. Uh, if you have, you know, a youth athlete participating in some kind of sporting event, yeah, get them into some sport-specific training, right? We also have uh, Arms Preservation, Inc. They make their metal defense <clears throat> spray, right? I think yeah, you have some we got right some over right there, there on the shelf. Going to be doing some long-term testing with this upcoming. Yes, yeah, we yeah. have started <clears throat> some testing on that. Very nice. And we also have their complete line of vapor corrosion inhibitor bag get right? that micro environment going patented micro environment mm -hmm. technology um you put your valuables be it a firearm optics ammunition jewelry yeah, yeah. etc into that micro environment and you are protected locally made right here in east rochester yes sir. uh local company through and through and and second amendment supporters through and through local people Jason, local cool products local yeah, business yeah. we love it so thank you to our sponsors for their help we got no yeah. tyler tonight so no tie tonight i'm trying to, to think tyler. of the last time it was just you and you just you and uh it's been a while it's been right? a little while yeah, yeah, yeah. we haven't done a it's show a good, like uh now remind me mm -hmm. when we when we first first started this yeah wasn't it you and me and then tyler was the Tyler was not the he was still out of work then. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we had uh we had me and you and we had me and Sniper Dan and mm -hmm. we had like yeah. Mm-hmm. Then obviously Josh, Josh got was involved. In. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's been uh it's been a history. We gotta go back. We gotta like hire an intern to like go back go back and watch some and old do like a best of get a see. get a best of reel. Yeah, we'd have some good ones. We've had some interesting uh cast or like uh hosting combinations yes. working. Yeah, yeah. And all some of good it. interviews. We've uh, had some good we've, guests. We've had some and stuff. fun. Neat. Yeah. We've, had the, we've had some fun. Uh, yeah, tonight, as we posted, we've got a couple topics to talk about, yeah. like the red flag laws and how those have expanded and really uh, become, uh, you know, something that needs to be talked about more, I think. And uh, the, yeah, I don't the think way, a lot of people realize, you know, when they pass these laws, 
you know, <laughs> things get put out there. There's there's the way the law is written, and then the way it's like implemented, right? And I think we're finally getting to you know when they first passed that law, not as many people knew how to use it. I guess like law uh, enforcement, what, like what or would the whoever, yeah, the, like? the people say the mandated reporters or the, the people who can can red flag you. Now they are being educated, and there's 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 a lot more knowledge on how to use those uh, extreme risk protection orders. Um, you know, against, against us, against, you know, people. I mean, I have, I, I don't know. I have a real big problem with those. Uh, so let's to, talk some specifics, right? Like, yeah. First of all, uh, an extreme risk protection order is basically just a way for uh, an ordinary person who is connected to you or me, me or you or mm -hmm. somebody who, you know, they, they deem to potentially be a danger to themselves or others, right? Through some, subjective observation right. that we don't it's, necessarily know like what it is that they would have to see or articulate. Right. Right. Okay, so that's the first thing. Right. But second thing is like, who is it that could potentially be making an extreme risk protection? I know it's like a teacher at school. So yeah, it's uh, we have a list. Right? I've, we, I've got we know. it here. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Let's see here. Uh, I've got it somewhere here. Uh, okay. In New York State, police, school principals and superintendents, family okay. and principals. household members, and healthcare workers. So that one that that's one that was recently changed, and I don't think a lot of people. I did not know that that was part of the law. Define that, that, healthcare. Like, are we saying your doctor? Are we saying just a nurse? I, I think it's dad, yeah, doctors or nurses, people that that are involved in your healthcare. I don't know about the secretary you know, in the waiting room per right. se, but I would assume that they're all, you know, uh, the word that gets thrown around is like, you're a team. So right. I'm, I'm sure that like, if the secretary heard you make a comment and they relate it to the doctor, sure. then yeah, it could, it could go up the chain. So, uh, this is a news article. This was published, uh, yesterday, Berkeley Breen. He's a pretty good local reporter. He's, he's reported for us a few times or with us. And, uh, he always gives us a pretty good fair shake. I think he's, he's one of the better ones. Um, and the state finally released uh, the, the data. I, I didn't look, I don't know if you can see who actually um, is, is like red flagged. I think it's just generic data on this right. kind of stuff, but uh, just to quote, it says, you know, for the first time we can see the number of arrests or sorry of requests and court orders to remove guns from a home. Uh, the number show there wasn't a single, petition filed by anyone in Monroe County before the Buffalo tops, uh, massacre. Right. Uh, since then there have been 74. So there were none before that, that top shooting. Right. And now since then, in that past year, there's been 74, uh, 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 reports that have been made and the article goes on and we commented this. If you go back to the Facebook page, um, we commented this article in a link. You can, uh, you can see it. It says that um, the state averages three to five hundred a month, but there are only one to five filed per month in Monroe County. Oh, only. Right, only. Okay. And uh, it goes on to further say, um, this is from the John Hopkins Center for Gun Violence Solutions. Um, they say they do work. And their definition of working is they found that for every 10 to 20 Extreme risk protection orders issued. One suicide was prevented. 
So in what world is a five to 10% success rate successful? Meteorology. Yeah. I mean, absolutely ridiculous that, I mean, that's, that's the, that's the, you know, um, I'd, I'd rather, you know, I'd rather a thousand innocent men be locked up than one guilty man roam free. Like, I don't think so. That's not that's, how things that's pretty are supposed to work. Yeah. yeah. Like we in this country, you are innocent until proven guilty. And and I don't I don't I mean, I, I remember seeing the movie Minority Report, but like future crimes, thought crimes aren't really a, a like a thing. Like, yeah, OK, if you make a specific threat, like I'm going to do this. And you have the means and the motive and all that kind of stuff lined up, you know, like you're sitting outside the Oklahoma City building with your FBI buddy. Like, sure. Yeah, that's that's one thing. Well, if the FBI is involved, we know, of course, there's Uh, fixing to be some violence. I mean, we know. I mean, there's a story uh, that hits very close to home. Someone that, you know, (laughs) well, that has been red flagged. And it's not as simple as just being red flagged. And, oh, okay, someone thought you got a little bit heated on an argument or whatever. And, you know, hey, we calm down and, and no, like your life is turned upside down. You're probably going to get fired from your job because they're probably going to come for you at work or you're going to be sitting in jail. Right. Because right. You get caught with some kind mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. restricted capacity magazine. You're, you're going to have your property taken from you, which is 100 you know, percent. That is absolutely going to happen. Onerous. Right. A, a financial burden mm-hmm. on on people. And you've got to hire a lawyer now. Yes. You've got to, again, yeah, take time off of work. You've got to figure all this out. You're left defenseless. I mean, some people don't live in good neighborhoods or they might be a single parent. I mean, I'm sure 99% of these people that have been red flagged are males. No, I'm sure yeah, some women have been red flagged and, you know, it could happen to anyone. I mean, it's it's absolutely ridiculous that that people are allowed to say this person could commit this thing so we have to take action as if they have well by that criminal by that logic like i could say any number of offensive things on this live stream and i have definitely said offensive things on this live stream before so maybe we should restrict my ability to access the internet sure or maybe we should just put a little delay Right. So that way people can decide. <laughs> the we don't button. even yeah, we yeah, won't yeah. even we won't even take away my ability to speak. Yeah. Right. But we'll just put a, a barrier in place, a time barrier between me and my thoughts and sure. you people, because then you won't be vulnerable to whatever stupid shit I might say. Right. Like who Crazy. gets to decide. Right. What's and, good uh, to say, right? And like, th- th- you know, there's a uh, Roger made a, a comment like, "Don't threaten to blow up the bathroom." I don't know if have you ever seen that uh, mm-hmm. when that happened. Like, yeah. I don't know how true it was. You know, you believe everything on the internet with a grain of salt. But yeah, there was like a famous um, screenshot of a tweet or a whatever. I'm about to where, blow up this yeah, bathroom. A guy comments, "I'm about to blow up this bathroom," and he means like the Taco Bell style right. blowing up. You know. Uh, not the C four bomb trying to yeah yeah, yeah 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 so I mean there's some stuff that uh, I guess you learn the hard way you don't make those jokes in the airport maybe but you know that obviously was a was a funny situation he made that joke I don't think anything really came of it it's not like his property was was uh, you know taken from him his life wasn't sure. turned upside down uh, another danger of these ERPOs is you might have something that when you bought it was perfectly legal, you've done nothing wrong, you've had this item stored away, you're a collector, you're a, a, just a private citizen who has whatever it is, 
now the police are in your house and it's like, oh, does, is that registered or did you get that magazine pinned or did you do this or that? And now all of a sudden, again, you haven't committed a crime. There goes your Fourth and Fifth Amendment rights. And now all of your stuff is being examined. And it's like, oh, this magazine that you bought in 1980, Grandpa, you know, or, hey, you brought this home from wherever or, you know, you bought this, whatever the case may be. Never hurt a soul with it. It's been sitting in your house causing no problems. Right, like- now, all of a sudden, not only do you have the ERPO to deal with. Now you've got, well, you've got five safe act violations here. Like you've got five felony counts of and this. That's what happened to my friend. Yes. He was, he was yep. actually banged up. It wasn't an ERPO issue that ended up putting him in a jail cell. Right. It was actually uh, a separate crime that was discovered in the course of, and it was a firearms related crime that, you know, again, yep. victimless, a B um, nobody would have been any the wiser about the fact that this crime of, of possession of an inanimate object was being committed at all. If like you say, his fourth amendment rights hadn't been egregiously violated to begin with. And you also uh, have to point out here that every time that they enact one of these red flag laws, who are they sending to your house? They're sending people with guns sure. to your house. Yeah. There was a guy in Maryland that was actually shot and killed at his own home because the police decided to come and try to confiscate his firearms, and he didn't want to have his firearms confiscated on that particular day. And you know what? Like, yeah, yeah. he's a free American. Yeah. He hasn't done anything wrong. He's not the one that said they had it, he had the gun staged. To is that in this article? Sure. No, there's there one of these the articles that someone they. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in one case, they say police say a rifle appeared to be staged to ambush police. The petition filed in the summer said the man threatened to burn down his home and shoot himself. It said a rifle was staged in the room to use in an ambush attack of deputies. Um, the ERPO was granted 14 days after it was filed. It just, it's just, again. Uh, so it took 14 days for them to even act on it. Right. So how dangerous is this? Like if it was, if it was really if that if big you have of a concern. two weeks. Yeah. Right. And it was probably 14 business days. So three weeks, really. Uh, John made a great comment, which really breaks my heart. Uh, better not to talk to anyone. And, well, and what that, can you that, say? that really illustrates the problem, though. And I'm looking at this the sticker that I put up the other day, too. This is what mental health awareness looks like. They're, they're trying in one breath. They're saying we need to increase mental health awareness. We need to do whatever we can, you know, because that is that is, I think, the issue. It boils down to someone is mentally unwell for yes. whatever reasons mm-hmm. that may be. You don't just wake up one day and say, I, I, I own a gun or I could go buy a gun. So therefore, I'm going to go commit. Um, a murder or right. whatever. Like, I think it takes a lot more to get someone just, to that have level. Access to right. Right. Cause we have that. I have, I have many guns and there's no, like, you know what I mean? There's nothing uh, realistically stopping me, but that's because I am a sane person with my wits about but me. The and I barrier I'm not, is you. Right. right. But it's, it's still right. a human. So like, okay. And we've talked about this before you go to the, the extreme of like Britain or Japan you take every weapon out of society. You completely sanitize their entire way of life. People are still having those mental health crises. They're going to just take a car now and do it, or they're going to they're going to find they're going to mix two chemicals. Or look in Japan, they're going to 3D print a gun and still do it anyways. Well, in- so you, you've never fixed the problem. Like I wish we would just address the problems. And like John said, now people are learning that they can't trust their doctors. So you're not going to go, which is a huge problem for men in general, of not getting right. any kind of help, let alone mental health help, right? And now you're going to go to your doctor and feel like you can't open up to them or even tell them, you know, I mean, people like us, 
how are we supposed to go to the doctor and not bring up firearms? Right. Not that we're better than anyone or whatever, but that's just, it's what we do. It's our job. Literally, like anywhere I go, when I start talking to someone more than like a how's the weather type of scenario, hey, what do you do? Oh, well, I own a, a store usually. And I, I try to be as generic as I can these days. And like, you know, they're all, oh, what kind of store? A retail store, you know, like, unless, unless I see them, you know, like if I get the vibe, maybe they're a veteran or I, I happen to think maybe they're into guns. Not that I'm ashamed about it, but just because it's literally just not worth the hassle these days. And it's just a shame that that's, we're getting to that level with healthcare now where you can't open up, you know, and, and maybe there's some good that's come of, you know, Hey, I do have firearms. And the doctor says, Hey, like, have you gotten your lead levels checked? Maybe. Or, you know, there, there is some good, I think, of being open and, and there with your doctor. Some people need to be reminded to lock your guns up when you have kids and things like that. Sure. Like, I think you need to be open and truthful uh, so that you can get all the help that you need. But now you have this looming over your head, you know. Well, my thing is, why aren't we pushing education more so, right? Like, why aren't we pushing firearm safety education um, in schools, right? Like, it used to – a lot of people will ask uh, – you know, a pretty reasonable question, I guess, which is like, mm-hmm. we've had guns in this country for, you know, ever since obviously the inception of yeah. the country, right? And before that. So we didn't always have these problems with mass shootings and things of that nature. Um, what has changed over time? And I think one of the most glaring, obvious things to me that's changed is we're no longer educating people about what guns are Mm -hmm. and how to integrate them into your life, but do it in a safe and responsible manner. Right. That used to be done in at the public school level. Yep. And you could actually bring a firearm on a school property provided it was securely stored. And then Mm -hmm. you could leave school and go right out to do some hunting or go to your rifle practice. Earned rifle, uh, like NRA rifle qualification badges in the basement of Alexander. Right. They had and, a range in the basement of the school. And I think that when you had more people who were educated about what guns were and, mm-hmm. and guns were more of an acceptable, they weren't as taboo, right? Mm-hmm. Then it was uh, less likely that somebody was going to abuse that kind of thing, right? And I, I think that yeah. uh, we spend so much time worrying about how to protect everybody from this stuff rather than worrying about how to educate them and how to get them sure. thinking, you know, in the right Honestly, it's, it's, it's just like abstinence, like abstinence only education. Exactly like, that. Yeah. It doesn't work. It's been proven not to like. Right. Or even you know, dare. Right. Sure. Like, yeah. Drug abuse, resistance yeah, yeah. education. That was all about like, hey, kids, drugs are bad. And it mm-hmm. was just a demonization thing. It wasn't right. like an educational thing mm-hmm. where it was like, hey, you know, drugs are out there. And these are the things that you have to be aware of. And, you know, these are some of the harmful. Right. Right. propositions that could you know that are out there uh i just want to hit a few more things on this article about the red flag the extreme risk protection orders yeah sure so again uh after the buffalo tops massacre yep. the state expanded that law to allow healthcare workers to file uh, red flags on people and um Obviously, there's more people down near New York City and probably a, a different mindset of firearms in general oh, down yeah. there. Right. So in Suffolk County, uh, they filed like 1,800 ERPOs over this same period that Monroe County only filed like 75 of them. Right. I don't know if that was last year or whatever. Uh, and But they're finding that the difficult part of it is the doctors and nurses struggling to fill out the paperwork. 
side of it. So they, they may have had even more that they wanted to file, but it's too hard for the doctors and nurses to do it. So well, again, I, I, just, sense, I, though, like, I, I wonder mean, just like, having a hard time articulating what it is that like, cause to me, says, uh, the, the, um, you might see a lot of folks who may be at a higher risk, the sheer volume that emergency department physicians see makes it really hard for them to go and sit down and do this paperwork. Oh, so it's and just so the time John Hopkins commitment. is working on a solution for that. So they're going to try to make it, you know, they're going to come up with something like, yeah, process. streamline this process. Oh, he made an offhanded comment about, uh, you know, I don't want to be here right now. And, oh, he wants to kill himself. And now ERPO. And, and I don't want to get too far you know, down, down the rabbit hole of, of personal beliefs. But I don't know, man, like if you're an adult and you want to off yourself, like who's, who's to say, I, I don't mean, know that anybody's going to necessarily be able to stop you. Like I'm not I, saying and to, to make that a criminal, thing. you know, where you, do you not have freedom of speech in this country? Like, can you not say, okay, I understand. I can't say something like, you know, fire in a theater that could, I could, you know, make cause a panic and people are hurt because of my actions. You know what I mean? Like I get, and I don't agree. I get that there are some restrictions on that, but a statement like that, again, I'm not making this statement, but I'm just using it as an illustration of saying, I want to do harm to myself. I, I agree that, you know, people that love me should, they should have the right to say what they want to me and Hey, don't do it. And that, you know, everyone has those rights to say whatever they want, but does the government have the right to send armed men to stop me? from doing that i mean well, they're gonna kill you anyway right, right yeah. are, i mean they're probably uh, gonna kill somebody else in the that's process, like the ultimate uh, uh 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 agency right of, of i you know i i want to have the agency to to live the life that i want to live and damn it if i make that choice so i won't know? argue that i won't argue that point necessarily because that could and again i'm very happy i'm not going to rabbit hole hillary myself yeah no i i definitely uh i see where you're coming from there but I think the bigger, the bigger point there, uh, besides the fact they're going to send other men with guns to potentially harm you or maybe somebody else in order to try to stop you, I think the bigger issue is in Canada, for mm -hmm. instance. Oh man! If I, as a veteran, exactly called yeah. the state and mm -hmm. I said, "Hey, I need help," mm -hmm. and that's their answer yeah. might be, "Have you thought about killing yourself?" Right. And that's beyond messed up. And that's a totally other, you know. But like those, right. are, it's the same. And it's the and same ideology, the, the, right? The, the, their reasoning, though, why do they offer that solution, though? Well, because the, first of all, it's controlled by the state. It's cheaper for them. Long well, it's term, cheaper right? because the medical assistance in death uh, helps keep the cost down of the sure. the uh, healthcare for all. Right? Sure. So we have you. We have universal healthcare, and then we kill them. I mean, it's related to like the death panel type of thing too, where they're like, we, right. you know, but we it's all about state society determined, you know, ultimately, it's like, who, right? Who like, did? Yeah. Ultimately, it all boils down to the state and letting mm -hmm. them have the ultimate agency over your life. They right. get to decide if you live, right. they get to decide if you die. Mm -hmm. And with that in mind, like, we also have another story here that kind of speaks to the same sort of mm -hmm. control. Mm -hmm. And this is about. Uh, uh, Malik Evans, the mayor of Rochester, has extended the city's gun violence state of emergency. Um, and apparently only 135 people. I say only. I understand Rochester is a relatively small city. OK. Um, and I don't want anybody to get shot 
that doesn't need to get shot, right? Um, and yes, people do exist that need to get shot. Uh, so for better or worse, but uh, 135 people so far have been shot, which is lower uh, at this point of the year than the 200 people that had been shot, uh, in, you know, last year around the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have uh, we have many fewer people being shot in Rochester um, as a percentage, you know, down from 200 to 135. Um, so I guess the state of emergency would therefore be over, right? If you would we've think already like, I just don't almost. understand. I don't understand when the emergency is supposed to be over, right. and I don't understand who gets to determine what an emergency is. And I, I wonder if like he, if he's yeah, used any, fentanyl or is there some any of like those. checks and balances on that? Like he declares an emergency. Like can can the county legislators like undeclare it or like what is it just declared until? He's out, or he says it's undeclared. Like, well, I just want him to have weird... to defend that. Like, I just want him sure. to. I want there to be somebody like he wants to issue this declaration, so he should have to like write a declaration, and then he mm-hmm. should have to go before mm-hmm. the state legislature or the county board or whoever, right? Um, and he should have to argue that case, and then somebody else should be able to stand in front of the same body and be like, Mayor Evans, what the fuck are you talking? About? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, and like I didn't have, get a chance to read through this one yet. Like, I just don't get, uh, you know, you were, like you were saying. The problem is he's an elected official, right? And I don't think anybody elected him to do this shit. So, are you familiar with the point system in the city that businesses have? No. So, if you're a business in the city and things happen close to your business, either in your business or just within a certain like in your doorstep or within, you know, like if that, if that's the sidewalk out front of your building, within spitting it happened or whatever, at your place. Right. Yeah. Okay. And like, say, you know, like a bar fight happens, that's worth like one point. People in the comments can correct me. But what if I don't own the wrong. bar? Well, well, the owner of the bar, they, you accumulate points. So it, you could be nothing that you did. There could be two bums just fighting outside and it happens to be in front of your place. Bum fights. You will get points. If there's a shooting, you get points and too many points. What if you didn't shoot anybody? Doesn't matter. Too many points, you're shut down. So like this law, That's it says bizarre. right here, uh, the city has used this order to shut down businesses which are hosting events, which officials have linked to gun violence. Link so again, Exactly. It just happened in close proximity. So like this happened, this shooting happened on East Ave next to this bar. So it's got to be that bar's fault. So they get a point and they're shut down or what? whatever. See, why is and nobody challenging this? That That's... That is just very so. Along with uh, along with cracking down on house parties and uns- unsanctioned gatherings, God forbid, unsanctioned gatherings. Like, better call the government to make sure Whoa. you can meet meet up. That sounds like uh, a government solution waiting to happen. Evan said the city will be tightening security around public parks to keep people out after hours. Oh, thank God! Uh, city parks close at 10 p.m. Evan stressed he is not instituting a city uh, like a curfew on city youth. Uh, what we are saying is we can't have kids having illegal gatherings in illegal parks. So, so where, now there's illegal parks. So where can they gather? They've made high-capacity assault parks. <laughs> where can they have illegal <laughs> gatherings? Like, I, don't under, I don't understand any of this. We don't, okay, so look at this. We don't have a curfew, and we don't have restrictions on where anyone can go. Except. And we won't have restrictions on people as long as we can keep things under control. Oh well, what? as long as he doesn't lose, she can't go to the park. As long as he doesn't lose any control, no. you see what I'm. You see what I'm saying? Like it's all literally about 
them having agency over your life. Damn. So we have more than double the amount of cars stolen too. He did uh, address that. Uh, Addressed it how? Like by standing in front of a microphone and saying fucking stupid words? Did, is that how he addressed oh. it or did you do a thing? So Victor Saunders, head of the city's Office of Violence Prevention, said um, what they're getting back is that these teenagers are bored. They're bored. Well, keep so them out of the parks. They have kids that have, they say like, listen, it's just something to do in regards to like stealing a Kia. It's just something to do because we're bored. So yeah, let's kick them out of the parks. Let's give the, you know, you can't gather in groups. You can't, you know. Uh, can't go it, to that tattoo place, that all-star in, tattoo in, place they shut down. Insane. Like, just. I can't have any after-hours parties. Seriously. I just, I, I I don't know. I'm not saying I do know the answer on fixing, like, the city's problems. I don't live in the city, so I don't want to, like, speak for, you know, things like that. I do know uh, this past Sunday, Rafa the Rochester African-American Firearms Association, proud partners of ours. Like we are, I'm so humbled to be their partner and that they've stuck with us through so many, you know, ups and downs and, and obviously the fire and just they, they're, they're our guys. There are people I really like they're, their membership men and, and women. Yes. There's, there's, they, they have, they've got like a hundred members now. Oh, I'm do you sure. remember when it was, there was like five like or six seven, yeah, or like people. people. Yeah. 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 So they had their range day, which is like their, Freedom Weekend, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 This past Sunday, they had vendors here. They had a big tent. They were barbecuing. Oh, my God. It was so good. And I had a really great talk with Polly, uh, like the, the president of that. And it, it really just came down to, you know, people have got to take that that pride and that ownership of their neighborhood. And he's doing that. I mean, he he's sparking that that spark in so many people. And it's so good to see. Uh, and, and I just think being involved in those communities and, and yeah, like giving young people hope, giving them something to do um, is, is what it's going to take. But it's certainly not, uh, you know, jackbooted thug, you know, heavy handed, uh, uh, you know, cops that aren't from your you know neighborhood or whatever that come in and, and are just, you know, um, doing you know, RPD doesn't have the best record, I don't think, but, you know. No, not really. They, uh, I mean, they've had some issues with use of force, I will say. Yeah. Um, one of the things that kind of sticks out to me about this Rochester and extends the Rochester gun violence state of emergency scenario is, like, he's saying that they're going to try and keep people from going to the parks after hours, which is great, right? But who's going to be enforcing that? Well, it's going to be the police. And the police have guns, right? So you're introducing men with guns into a pretty simple situation involving people being inside of a, a restricted area. And if those people have the ability to use force and they see the need to use force, then they're going to use force. Right. So somebody could potentially be shot and killed in order to keep people out of the parks. And somehow Malik Evans is perfectly okay with that. Right. Like somehow and the other thing that I'll, that I'm curious about is how does empowering the police even more, how does that fit in with his anti-police? Uh, right. Right. His, right. His like r r systemic racism mm -hmm. narrative, mm -hmm. right? Like mm -hmm. how does, how does you empowering people with firearms to go and harass and extort right. 
right. uh, city youth in right. potentially in instead poor of, neighborhoods. Instead of maybe ramping up security at these parks, maybe have like outreach people mm-hmm. that are, you know, hey, this park is closed, but, you know, there's these resources. Well, why can't we have that, specific or, parks that are open? And why can't we sure. have basketball tournaments like that? Yep. that yep. I don't know. They say the kids are bored. Well, onboard them. Like, you're yeah. the, you're the go- you say that you have all these government solutions. Where's the government solutions that don't involve threatening people with mm-hmm. violence? Mm-hmm. I think they did a great job. I know it's not, like, maybe in the best location for, like, everyone in the city that needs it the most. But, like, that skate park they mm-hmm. built right. under the Freddie Sue Bridge, that's pretty cool. Like, that's it been a cool. much-needed, you know, because it's free. It's open to anybody. I don't know but when. what are the hours? Like, I don't know when or go if. There? I don't know if that even, like, can be closed. Like, the like where it is, I think it's so open. Right. Maybe, though. Maybe, though. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, and even last year there was, and it's still an issue, every, uh, not every time, but often when I go into the city, I'll see people – on dirt bikes and quads and stuff, obviously, like yeah, but there's no, there's no appetite packs to, and stuff. And, there's no appetite to try and enforce any of that. No, well, there was uh, what I was getting at was there was a talk last year of making like a city dirt bike park somewhere, you know, like the skate park where it's like okay, they're gonna ride them anyways. You may as well make a spot where it's like okay, ride them there, so at least you can have one. At least there's no legal traffic spot like, that you're interfering yeah, yeah. with and. But it's just, uh, yeah, bo- bored, stay home, stay away from guns. Uh, it's, Mike says, it's weird to say teens are bored and then shut down a place to go out and hang out. Exactly. Um, maybe I missed it, but how'd you do at the Sig Tower tournament? Well, Didn't you go to a, or you went to a tactical games? Somebody go to a Sig Tower thing? No, I wasn't there. Oh, yeah. No, I. That was uh, two weekends ago. TTG was, yeah, two weekends ago. And uh, honestly, Todd, I did not do that well, my friend. Um, I, I talked about it a little bit on the stream from last week. I had gotten away from lifting heavy weights for a while, which was a big mistake. Uh, I'm a little lean right now. And uh, it was just really tough trying to push uh, the wheelbarrow. They had us mm-hmm. load this wheelbarrow mm-hmm. uh, full of a bunch of sandbags and shit, push it through some gravel. Yeah, because it is kind of um – I mean, obviously everything's balanced out, so to speak, but like there's, there's events where I would just have an easier time because I'm a big boy. Just being and like, bigger and heavier. Me, yeah. Me moving. It's like, it's the same amount of weight. It's not proportional. Right. So like, yeah, we got to move a 60 pound sandbag. Well, that's like half your weight or a good, you know, that's like yeah. an eighth of my weight or whatever. <laughs> your math is awful, <laughs> but like a, yeah, I like where like you're at. tenth of my weight. Yeah. You know? your, your math is not great, but yes, I'm with you. Um, yeah. So Todd, I, I didn't do that well uh, on some of the stuff, but I know what I need to kind of work on. And, uh, man, I I don't think I'll be able to stay away. Like, I keep saying that the tactical games are going to be um, – Your time is coming to a yeah, close. Yeah, are going to be out saying. for me, but yeah. I just – I can't give it up, man. It's so much fun, and I really like the people, and I just sure. want to be able to do one every once in a while. It's, it's right up your alley, too. Yeah. They're sure. definitely, I would say, the most physically demanding of any of the the, the competitions that I'm aware that of. I'm yeah. aware of, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Roger, maybe they should put a public shooting range in the city. People are going to do it anyways. I mean, I'm down if they need some help on where to put it and how to develop it. I, I mean, Roger, I don't know how serious down. you are when you make that comment, but I mean, honestly, like they have cities where there are shooting ranges. You could do an indoor mm-hmm. shooting range mm-hmm. like we've done here mm-hmm. at the firing pin. Um, 
And I'm sure that they could find a suitable place outdoors if they had, you know, proper backstops. They're, and they're much more common out west because there's just a lot more government owned land like BLM land and stuff. Yeah, I have a friend uh, who works for a range in New Mexico that's a, you know, like the Churchville Chilai Golf Club that's owned by Monroe County, right? There's just this giant golf club. It's all whatever. Uh, yeah, there's this giant, like, multi-multi-million dollar range complex. It's all outdoors. Uh, but there's, like, I would say 100 lanes probably undercover, rifle, pistol, all this kind of stuff. Sure. And, uh, yeah, he's an RSO out there. There are some public ranges, like, closer downstate. That a lot of them have been closed up lately. There was an unofficial one. Uh, obviously, nowhere near, like, the city, like the comment was. But there was the unofficial one out in, what was it, like, the Badlands, people would call it, the, the Tonawanda Reservation. Yep. Uh, and that got shut down. The DEC just said, no, too much trash, you know. Like, well, there was down. a lot of trash out there. And there was also a lot of people out there shooting weird shit. Sure. Like full autos. Sure. And- but they also never had any, like, you could have posted one RSO there to control it. Like, hey, here's a sign. Follow the rules or get kicked out. And you know what I mean? Like, sure. they, they they did no management to it. They were like, oh, it's the Wild West out there. We got to shut it down. And it's like, well, yeah. What how, if you we didn't un- manage it at all. Yeah, like, it's just insane. Um, try to mitigate some of that stuff. Yeah, a public shooting range in the city would be uh, would be super cool. Dragon Man's. You, have you heard of that guy? Oh yeah, that I was just watching. Uh, the, I was just watching the thing on him the other yeah, day. Yeah. He had a lot of inventory at that place. He had a big fire, didn't he? Yeah, he had a big yeah, yeah. fire. He also had a break in as well. Like it was crazy. Not seemed like a really secure location. I don't know who the hell is going to try to break yeah, in. Yeah, right. I love the video that I've seen. Yeah, of, like his museum because like most museums, everything's either behind glass. Or if it's out, it's been neutered, right? right? It's got like cement down the barrel or just none of it works or whatever. His place, you know, you're going on a tour of it or whatever. And he's like, yeah, that's a 1919. Like, don't charge it because it's hot. Like, right. you know, it's like, it's good to go. Like, uh, yeah. yeah so, um, again, we we have got to, I think, keep the pressure up. We had a really good time at Freedom Weekend, you know, Freedom Weekend has always been an event where it's our customer appreciation weekend. So the focus is on just a big party for the customer. But this Freedom Weekend, we kind of had like uh, a hidden agenda that kind of came up on its own. And that was really making some good connections with FPC. Getting people more involved in the advocacy. Really, side. really showing that like we are the place. This is the center where I think the Second Amendment is going to like – you know, regrow in New York. And I think the, the seeds of that movement can start here. Uh, and so and people, are, people are starting to realize stuff. They're coming to get us. <laughs> Man, I, uh, every day it's just crazy. I mean, I, I, I read, um, there was a, there's a shop I want to say in Syracuse, yeah. you know, the, the state, or maybe it was in Canandaigua. So somewhere, somewhere relatively close. It wasn't but in Rochester, but close. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, cannabis office of cannabis management or whatever right that it's called they haven't been issuing licenses or they'll issue licenses but they're like half licenses or whatever and a shop got raided by the ocm and they came in and like these people are they're they're regulatory but they're not police but the owner's like yeah they all came in wearing like police like windbreakers and they start taking product the owner's like, they took $1.5 million 
worth of inventory. None of it was cataloged. None of it. It was just put it in a bag, take it out the door. And it's just, you know, is this what we're we're coming to where the state is playing these games of like, oh, well, we'll give you your license, but you're not following the rules, but you're following them just well enough. And now we're going to yank them back. I mean, it's just absolutely crazy. It's very crazy. The in this state in general, like the the relationship that the state has with the people is very one sided, right? Like the Safe Act is a great example mm-hmm. of you know they have all of these rules, mm-hmm. but nobody actually knows what they are. I was reading a thing mm-hmm. earlier on a forum on the Facebook. Somebody was looking for guidance on a New York State legal pistol grip. Yeah, and they they shared one that was made by Juggernaut Tactical. It's like a swept back. It's definitely a pistol grip. But the angle has just been significantly sure. Sure. altered. And the question was asked, is this going to be New York State legal or not? And two different answers. Yeah. Two very different uh, answers. If you, One said, yes, definitely. Yeah. It's not a pistol grip because it doesn't meet the definition of uh, putting your hand in a right. vertical angle below the receiver. Where is that definition written, though? Right. Like, and yeah. then somebody else was saying, well, because it puts your hand kind of behind the receiver mm-hmm. instead of in a vertical relationship, mm-hmm. and it's good to go, but it's still a pistol grip because it's the same exact, like, dimensions and sure. size of the pistol yeah, grip. Yeah. yeah. So, like, what? I, Just crazy. But Just crazy. You, there's no- you try and get some clarification on that, and the state troopers are like, well, you can fuck around. Let a judge figure it out. But you're just going to find yeah. out. You know what That's I mean? what they like, say. They say, let a judge figure it out. Yeah. You're trying to follow. Just go law. to, you know, take it, take a chance. We'll come to your house and shoot up your family. What did Brett say that was funny? Something well, hilarious. Speaking of ATVs, do you sell spike strips? And we don't sell them, but I do have two sets of them. I was going to say, I'm I bought, sure that we like, could obtain them yeah, from yeah. the. When, when the, when the riots were happening in 2020. Like we up armored this place significantly. I remember. And that was one of the things I just like randomly, I went on eBay because I wanted like some, what I really wanted was like some, like some face shields maybe, or I was trying to think of, you know, I was trying to find like their, they make these like folding vehicle barricades where, yeah, like easy to deploy or whatever. I saw they had a bunch of them actually uh, at the jazz fest. I saw the RPD had a bunch of them set up and yeah, I wanted to get just some like, preventative measures if, if we wanted to lock this place down even more and yeah so you go on ebay you can buy spike strips all day yeah yeah yep yep yeah they had like uh one of the streets i don't know uh i'm bad with that area but over by like the liberty pole the like parcel five they had like the street like shut down you know so people could walk in it or whatever yeah and they had like two cop cars and they had a line of like 10 of those things yeah just like set up on these wedges that pretty cool i guess yeah for sure i I like area denial stuff man like i'm that's right up your alley deny the shit out of an area (laughs) and then blow that shit up yeah man (laughs) oh man do we have any other questions i guess about red flag laws about yeah gun violence emergency yeah or what what do we got let's talk about man oh and thank you what a professional looking uh photo that is a hell of a yeah i hope you got the job whatever kind of services owen does like hire him i I hope he got the wherever he was going (laughs) they hired him good stuff good stuff yeah (laughs) 
I mean, listen, Ong, I'm not the one to, I don't get to be the arbiter of that. So you're going to have to ask somebody with a lot more authority than what he's, I claim um, to have. He's an artillery guy, so you're going oh. to you're gonna have to speak up. Well, not only that, he's an Ong, hi! Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sir. <laughs> he's, a, he's a great dude. I like Ong a lot. This is totally a, a random story, but uh, we had a party at my house, like right before the fire. Uh-huh. And Ong came. I think and, I was at that part. Uh, yeah, and, and, and another buddy of mine came, and they wore the exact same coat. Oh, and they, they did the old switcheroo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so my one friend brought his out. For, I think it was Ong's coat came out here, or maybe it was Joe's. Well, anyway, one of their coats was, like, here at the pin waiting to be exchanged, and then the fire happened. Oh, no! <laughs> so I was like, do you want your coat back? Like, it's... It's all smoky. It smells delicious. (laughs) I thought you were going to say, like, I reached into the guy's, like, pocket and pulled out (laughs) some weird shit. (laughs) Also very possible. This is not my code. Knowing, I mean, you were at that party also, so knowing the other people there, very possible. Knowing the audience of that party, yeah, Yeah. it could have been. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, I guess uh, an update on the building. We're still chugging along. We should be going to the Virgin, uh, what's today, the 13th. So whatever the last Thursday of the month is. So, yeah, so the 27th. So two more weeks, we're going back to the old town. And I don't know if we'll get our actual approval then. I think we'll have enough approval to really start making some things happen over here. So uh, it's been... It's been a process, and, uh, you know, uh, one of the things that we've been dealing with, I don't know, I don't think I shared this last week, but, you know, like when you when you get your insurance, when you, when you do your insurance or whatever, when you write up what you need, they go through all these worksheets, and they're like, okay, how much money are you going to need for this? How much money are you going to need for that? And you total up like, okay, so the, the business is interrupted, so you got to figure out your payroll, and all your expenses and like, what's it going to take to keep the business alive? Like how for, much of a hit did you yeah, take Yeah, like for however time? long? Cause right. we're not, you know, I mean, we're in business now, but not excuse like, me, but it's not like it we was, were, we don't yeah, have the range, you know, so it's like, you know, so we obviously you do all this in good times. So you're like, eh, I don't know. Like the building's worth this. And you don't really know. Cause like we built this place ourselves. So I don't know what it would cost to rebuild it. Like, you throw these if numbers, you had to hire you pull somebody, these numbers right, on your yeah. butt. Like you take an educated guess and then, you know, you don't want to just say, oh, we'll put down 20 million because I don't have the money to pay for that kind of premium. You know, you got to base it in some kind of reality. So we had said, and it, like this amount of money blows my mind, but we had said for our business interruption, it was going to be like a half a million dollars. And that's like payroll and rent, even though I own the building, like there's still like the mortgage, there's still, you know, yeah. So that's for like a year. That's for like a whole year half a million dollars and we were like wow there, there's no like what disaster could happen that would you know what well we learned a fire right so once we start you know we're a few months into this now say three months into this we have an idea like okay we have the shooting range the the mobile range that we're renting we've got these expenses we've got this we've got that and now it looks like we need more like seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Sure. Like five hundred is not going to cut it. We need more. That's going to take if it goes the full ten to twelve months. You know, like we think it will. It's going to take that amount of money. So then what the insurance company does is they go, oh, so you only got a half million dollars of coverage. 
when you knew you needed 750, even though we didn't know we, we didn't, we didn't know shit. right? But they they say, well, you had to have known you needed 750. So you tried to, you know, cheap out and not get enough insurance. So there's there's that delta of what you're missing there, and there's a percentage that you you know there's a calculation they do, and basically instead of getting the full 500,000, they, they only want like to pay equation. us like 410,000 or 420,000. So we had to today like argue with them and like play the game of like adjusting our expenses and like, okay, well, you know, I basically, I just told her straight out. I was like, I paid for $500,000 and I need 700. So I'm 200 short. You can't make me another $80,000 short or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I'm already 200 short. I don't need to be further in the hole. She's like, look, I get it. We can try to, you know, and so it took like an hour's worth of like, all right, well, you know, make the numbers look like this, you know, like, but it's all because it's so weird because they'll take like, well, if we look at these three months on the graph, your sales are in this direction. And it's like, okay, well, okay, well, there's, you, pan, there's been so many. And like, different... if you cherry pick, if I pick these three, then the sales go down and I'm within that realm. You know what I mean? So it's like, but there's, the, there's no easy, like but the other thing is like, okay, I've been paying you insurance on the basis that like nothing bad has happened up until sure. now. Sure. And you're supposed to help me out when something bad does happen. Yeah. And if like, yeah. after all of the payments that I've made to you, mm -hmm. you can't do that. We'll just finish the transaction here. And once our business is concluded, I'll move on. Right. 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 And I'll make and sure that, that other people know if they're in a similar position, you're not going to help them either. Right. You right. motherfuckers. Right. Yeah, it, it definitely it, it is one of those things we were able to resolve, thankfully. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, Mike, you're welcome. I mean, I'm doing it, uh, you know, I guess for the, the boys here. I mean, I'm doing it, you know, selfishly for myself, too. I mean, I, I my family likes to eat, but it's a sacrifice, uh, man. I mean, but it's, it's a huge it's, uh, undertaking. And there's, there's a lot of people. I mean, I definitely when I first started this business, there's a lot of things. I would just roll over on or I did roll over on because I was young. I didn't have the experience, you know, uh, and now it's like, no, like I'm looking at these forms and it's like, OK, you say these, you know, it, you know, we go off of this, this and this. And it's like, OK, why? Right. Like, why are we going off of this, this and this? Who decided that? And she's right. like, oh, well, we just picked those. We just picked it out of nowhere. And it's like, okay, well, yeah, but that doesn't let's work run the me. whole scenario again with this, this, and this. And it's like, well, why'd you pick that? And it's like, well, same reason. Like, right. I just picked it well, out of nowhere. Like, in my mind, it's going to work out better for me. Right. So that's, right. what I, that's what I picked. And it is difficult. I mean, you can't, you know, you can throw a, a model together and predict the future based off of these figures and off of these and off of, you know, so it's like, you know, there's no right answer necessarily. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely been, and then it's it's tough too. Uh, you know, we we've wanted to. Oh, thanks, Marianne. We've wanted to. Uh, we've really wanted to get going faster, but it's tough until you know the amount of money that you're dealing with. You know, so you can't. How can you? Yeah, it's one of those like we got to figure out what we've got to work with before we can, you know, make things better. For but, sure. Uh, I had a big meeting Wednesday morning with the engineering team and the the builders and everybody. And uh, we've been working, we've been meeting with like the, the range building, like we're going to be building the range, but like the HVAC people and working on all sorts of things. So I'm, I'm very excited. We're going to be uh, announcing 
kind of what the building's going to look like or what it's going to what it's going to be. I am sad that it's not going to be a wood building. I, there was a lot of charm. I think that the old building had. I, I really love the board and uh, style of the yeah. building, and it was like. I mean, you couldn't tell that you guys built it, but yeah. when you knew that you guys built yeah, it, yeah, you're yeah. like, man, that rustic like feel it was, to it uh, was good. and It was nice, but obviously, you know, wood, combustible, you know, kind of led to some of the issues we're having now. Yeah. So the next building, this this building that we're building is going to be metal. Uh, Got to build the less flammable house. Have, yep, 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 yep. Uh, so there's going to be, you know, it, it's going to be um, – it's going to be different, but it's going to be better. I will say that it's going to be bigger. We're going to have more lanes for people, and we're just going to really be able to be that that center for the Second Amendment that you all deserve. That that's kind of uh, you know we 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 got I think ninety percent there with the old store, and we realize you know we built the old store like really. I don't want to say um, optimistically, but very like ca- we actually built it very cautiously being like, oh, like 25 people in a classroom. We're never going to have not that we have more students than that, but think of the events that we have. But we you do know, have and more students. We do have sometimes. students. We do have a ton of Every students. Once in a while, not always, but. But like the events that we have, you know, between the Chamber of Commerce or Rafa or just the various youth groups that come in. There's there's so many things that happen here. Uh, so we just, we were like, man, we just need, we need more room. So, uh, I'm, I'm very anxious to, to just get that going. We're going to be moving, you know, things have been really, uh, like dragging these past, these past few weeks. Oh, thank you. (laughs) That is him too. In the picture. That is Mike. There you go, Brian. Yes. A build back better. That actually happens. It actually means. It's not just a political slogan. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So um, to to that point, right? Like, we are definitely going to be able to build back better. But I think it's so interesting, like how much of that has been driven by just the community that has been built yeah. around this place, right? Absolutely. Like, so much of that has to do with the people that come in here and mm-hmm. support us and. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So and, and and we are. I'm telling you, we are going all in on you, the customer. I mean, we we sat down. You know, there was a discussion of if we rebuild the store exactly how it was, we go and buy the lumber. The staff, you know, two guys watch the store, and the rest of the staff are framing with me and Dad. I mean, we built the last one. Mon, Pa, and I framed it in one weekend. Can absolutely like, be done. We could do it. We have a bunch of young, uh, strong and, and, guys, and we could be on the other side of that. Like we could get like the gun warden stuff because this these racks are like stupid. Like this this one rack was like eight thousand dollars. Like, Very expensive. I'm to say how expensive it was. Yeah. But, like we could we could dial up the fixtures to a lot. You know, like we could we could make the old store either really nice or like we could come out with it. Say with like a couple hundred grand in the bank. You know, go fuck off. Take a cruise. Take you know. We we could be very selfish with what happened with the fire and how we come out of it on the other side. And the temptation is there to be very like selfish from a business, you know, keep a bunch of it. So we just have a bunch of money in the savings account and, you know, you whatever put it back in and it's going to come back out yeah, so much. We, we are more. putting it in to, to the community really. And we're going to have a facility that uh, is, is for all of you. And I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Very no, excited. We're going to, we're going to definitely uh, when we get to that point, 
I really want to have the community involved as far as, you know, hey, here's like maybe version one and two. What do you like? Or we need some art on this space or we need this. We need that. You know, and I want your input. So we're going to need you. Thank you, John. That's uh, that's very kind. and No, no pressure. But no. yeah, right. <laughs> it, honestly, though, it's a huge weight. There's two huge weights that have been lifted this time. One Thompson Construction, Thompson Builders. Yeah, they're, so, they're great. Oh, my God. They just knowing that we have. You know, because uh, I mean, not that we didn't last time. We had Marty Dilcher. We had people helping us, but we were the general contractor. So at the end of the day, it was kind of on us to make sure that things were done right and things were the way we wanted them. And you can you can do that, and that's great. But if you don't have the experience, I mean, this is I mean, I've built things before, but I've never built a seventy five hundred square foot facility. But you don't this, know the things that can go. This wrong. This was the first one I built. Yeah, so I don't know the right things to look for. Same with like if you're building an AR fifteen for the first time. Like you can throw things together, you can follow the steps, but if you get turned around a little bit, you know, the steps might not necessarily, you know, what, and there's no, there's no, uh, when you build a building, you have blueprints. Those aren't Ikea or Lego directions. Like this is what the building should look like, not how to get it there. Just right. this is when it's done. These pieces need to be in these locations. <laughs> it's right. not step by step. But how do I make it level and so on and all of those? Right. Of- so, so I'm so thankful that we have Thompson. Uh, helping us with this. I mean, they are, I think in this area, legendary for their quality and their attention to detail. And and I'm just, you know, they're, they're friends of ours, dare I say, from, you know, just from being here in the community. And they, it was like a no brainer. Like when this happened, like I just started texting Jake immediately. Then it was like, let's go. Like, let's, like, let's I, yeah, you found your guy, you knew who you're going to go what, with. Let's and, do what we're going to do. And then the other perfect. thing that's huge is I don't want to say we know what we're doing. <laughs> that's wrong. But uh, before, when we built before, you know, I mean, Josh was here with me. We were building. We, we, you have this project that you're completing, right? We have a building that we're trying to build. I know I got to put these boards in. I got to do this whole wall all the way up 10 feet. You know, I got, I got that final nail. It gets bam, 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 bam. You pound it in. You're like, all right. Now I got a building. Project's done. And now it's like, okay, to me, the, the way I always put it was that was the drive to the marathon, now the work actually begins. Like the building was the easy part. Now we got to run a damn business. And 10 years, nine years ago, I mean, that we didn't have a business to, you know, we were brand new. We had brand we had new inventory. We had no, to, we had nothing. nothing yeah. To, so yeah. now, you know, I don't know. Another comparison I can make is kind of like that first kid to second kid. Yeah. Like that first kid, you probably remember coming home with them. Like I distinctly remember that. Like, okay, the hospital's like, okay, go home. And you're just like, but. But what do I do? Like Dude, I was, what, I was sorry, eighteen. What, what am I supposed to do with this? Yeah, Dude, I was like eighteen oh, years old. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, where? But then, where, like the second the kid, you're just like, all right. You know, you, you pick him up where you're carrying him like a briefcase. Except you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, whatever. Like, <laughs> so this this time around, I don't want to sound cocky or like arrogant, but I'm just not as worried. Like, I know how to run my gun shop. I have a great team. That I mean, they I should call it their gun shop because they really run it. I mean, the, the team here is is absolutely fantastic. I've been incredibly humbled this past week. Uh, Josiah and Tyler have been out in Milwaukee mm-hmm. at an NSSF conference, uh, getting getting learned up on the latest and greatest. Uh, that that's been a whole thing that we're going to talk about next stream. Very excited about uh, all the things that they've learned out there. Some very cool things they're bringing back. Uh, some updates we'll be doing so. 
super excited about that. But yeah, it's been humbling this past week. Uh, you know, I, I'd like to think I'm here a lot. I know some people say I'm not, but no, I'd, <laughs> I'd like to say I'm here a lot. But there are definitely times where there's a guy that comes in every Tuesday at 9 a.m. And he doesn't see me, you know, because I might not get here till 11 or whatever. I might not come in on Tuesday at all for weeks or whatever. Right. Uh, and so it, it is always nice to be kind of forced to be here. I think I was here, you know, on the schedule a lot more just because I had to cover for the There's guys. That a, were gone. People. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's been uh, that's been really fun. And uh, yeah, I, I love it. I love it. The, the team here, I just couldn't couldn't do it without you guys. So. Yeah, we've, we've had a good group. Everybody's of guys. telling me good job, but I've I've got it, and I really, literally, like, you know, we had that team meeting like the day or two after the fire when we're like getting this space TFP 1.5 up and running. I had that talk with with all of you, but like with Josiah and Tyler, and it was kind of like, okay, like you guys have to run the business, and I'm putting that in your hands because I'm going to be building the building and, and working with insurance and doing all that. Not that you can't ask me a question or what I would want to do, but it's right, like, but like, this I'm is not going to be there every thing. Yeah, yeah. Like I really got to put it in your hands to, uh, to get it done. And they've been doing amazing. You no, all, it's everybody it's nice to be able to uh, delegate that stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, if you don't have capable uh, people, then you don't have the ability to delegate. Um, so that makes it much harder. Um, That's right. It, no, I in team. Does anybody have any sorts of... <laughs> Sorry, Mike says, when you don't know what to do, call the mayor. Don't sound bored. Yeah, I know, right? That's a good... He'll... Well, it's not like he's going to try to put us to work or anything like that. <laughs> Just try and tell us to get out of the park. Does anybody have any like uh, gun-related questions? I know we've had a fantastic conversation about so many different topics you you had a great talk if nobody asked a question you had a great talk today with a guy with the hollow sun optics Mm -hmm. that was a great just you know he he had come to me asking about some stuff and he's like you know what do you think about going with a trigicon or uh you know even an eotech versus going with a hollow sun and i was like you know i i am pretty biased towards like the trigicons and stuff but yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that's i don't really have a good reason to be i just am i'm a fanboy you know and and they i was have like all you know military contracts you can afford them like well that's they're... i don't want to sound privileged but yeah i mean you know but i have no reason to not go with the hollow sun like you know what i mean I don't think like so. especially just seeing the way you you know i was skeptical a few years ago, you know, when you first started rocking them, and I think you were too a little bit because you, you, you know, I was willing to gamble on it right, a little bit, right, right, right. And it's one of those things too. You are also at the stage. I'm not gonna say you don't need your iron sights. Well, one, you can still use your iron sights through yeah, a mounted object, they're right? They're still there, so it's not like you, it's not like you cut them off not and you're only going with the red dot, anything, right? And I mean, for self defense distances, I'd argue you're probably pretty good point shooting at this stage don't of your career. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, John, are you set up to transfer gun ownership? Yes, we can do transfers of any kind, either uh, like person to person, or if you have to have them sent out of state or sent into state, or if they're at a sheriff's department, whatever the case may be. Yes, we can do gun transfers. Uh, it's basically uh, 20 bucks if it's just like from a person to person type of thing. Yeah. If it's going to another dealer or coming in from another dealer, it's 35. So that is a great gun question. Uh, you, I love that gun question, John. Thank you. Ah, yes. Yeah, you got to pay go. shipping costs. Yeah, you got to you got to pay the shipping costs too. 
So the hollow sun topic. Yeah. We were talking about that earlier today with a gentleman guy came in, he wanted to buy uh, a new pistol singing about a, something in 10 millimeter. He ended up placing an order for a Glock, which was Glock great. 40, Glock right? 40, up to 10 mil. Yep. I'll take those from you, Josiah, when you're good to go there. I love too. Like, so Pat's here. He had his, he had his, like uh, his range belt, you know, like a duty belt kind of on. And, uh, you know, he was kind of going through the different, the different options, and uh, I think that guy was pretty impressed when uh, Pat was trying to demonstrate, you know, the closed versus open uh, emitter systems. Just poured the water and, all yeah, over my Pat own just, shit. Pat just had his gun like in the holster like this, and he grabs a bottle of water and he just goes, "Well, you see, the problem with these ones is, <laughs> you just dump, and there's like a shot glass worth of water just sitting, and Pat's like just walking around the shop, and there's just a little pool of water like on his hip, like." <laughs> But again, it's like you're not you you know what your gear is capable of. You know what it can handle, and, It'll and work. it's not going to hurt anything. Fine. But it's a great that definitely illustrates the the point of even an RMR of that type of optic. If you're going to use it, which that guy was, he was talking about using it in a hunting environment, talking about hunting bear. Could you imagine being up in the Adirondacks, tripping into the mud, and then that's all you've got? You know, sure. you just got a giant scoop of mud in your optic like so yeah no it's it's difficult man to like articulate that stuff sometimes so you got to show it right mm -hmm. you got to illustrate right. it and right the cool thing about having and i would have done the same thing if i was rocking a trigicon optic for sure because oh sure super durable oh, sure. as well but i think you know like to your point it does speak to how confident you are in your stuff mm -hmm. when you'll do something that like is very counterintuitive like pour a whole bunch of yeah, water yeah, yeah. onto <laughs> your own electronics right um so this is your Trigicon RMR, and it's an awesome optic. I mean, super durable. Uh, the the housing is like very enclosed in that, right? Like you're not. There's nothing that's exposed to any sort of like the elements or anything like that. The glass in here is all right, but there's a lot of distortion. Mm -hmm. If you look. Mm -hmm at that little uh screen on the camera over oh, there yeah. you can see that's it. so much that's so distorted in there and it's not even like it's just around the edges it's kind of wherever it's like everywhere wherever the glass you put it. has yeah. that yeah so uh, um it's very much like looking through a um a peephole yeah like and in your apartment like no matter where you go you're getting that fisheye whatever -ness. yeah a lot of yeah, parallax yeah. right yep. um and so like the trigicon you know 675 whatever on this one uh, I don't even know what – it doesn't say on this specific box what reticle size we're dealing with there, but 675 on that optic. And then uh, here we have a hollow sun that's, like, very, very similar. This is why Josiah gave me these two optics. Here's a hollow sun that's, like, very, very similar in, like, your footprint, but also in terms of um, the, uh, the window size and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Now, just look through – that window and compare what you were seeing through that trigicon yeah. right so maybe, maybe just a hint at the very edge but but almost no distortion almost right yeah, like almost not very crisp image there i wonder if that's just because of my glasses it's not because i did the same yeah, set yeah. that's how i knew to show you but so you know and then here's the enclosed emitter one and this is and so yeah 375 on the bigger side so uh, and half, basically half the price of the Trigicon. Right. And and it's also a green reticle, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, and I, I say this all the time, oh, also on this guy, you have reticle options here. I have choices of various reticles that I can use. Uh, and this happens to be the solar charging site. 
this is a battery battery free design essentially right mm -hmm. so on the trigicon that i showed you the reason that when you look through that reticle you didn't have uh or you look through that window you didn't have a reticle is because there was no battery in there this doesn't require a battery mm -hmm. right so i don't even need to put a battery in it now let's talk about the reticle options two minute of angle dot 32 minute of angle circle or I can do both in conjunction mm -hmm. with each other. So I have reticle choices. Yep. I have much higher quality glass that you and I can both visually see right. as we stand here. Um, and I'm paying $300 less. And, and I mean, I'm the first one to admit an argument for not buying them is China, but that's kind of it. Okay, but I can say the same thing about yourself. So um, you know that's, what I mean? Like, really like, it's really uh, difficult know, for me to get away from buying Chinese is. products. It is. So, like, I, I can go down the line and I can try and do that everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not going to get very far before I realize that I, right. I'm out of money now. It, it makes me angry. Companies like Trigicon, EOTech, Aimpoint even, you know, these legacy companies that, you know, I mean, how long has the RMR been around for? 20 years? Almost. And it's been that same – I mean, it's been up in that the five or $600 thing. Blue range. glass. Yeah. Like, Not, can you change the optic or the reticle on it? No. Can you do anything? Is there a solar panel on it? No. Is there any – like? What is that extra $300 getting me? It's not getting right. me any innovation. Right. It's getting me a name on the side of the box. They just, they just kind of ride – I don't, I don't want to say compare them to Colt. But that's kind of what it reminds me of. Like, you know, it's very Colt, similar. Colt would get a military contract, and it's like, oh, that's the army gun, so I have to get it. And it's like, okay, well, they did the same thing for how many years? And they just they never, you know, they're they're really sitting there not doing anything. So we did get some questions. I know, I Todd see that. I want to answer Todd's asks, question. For uh, sure. Do you think it's better to start out training on iron sights before you go to an optic? So that you learn the just look at how handsome he is. First of all, he's Before a good looking fellow. He's got the a beard, basics so. of shooting. Well, first of all, so. Todd, that's a great question. Thank you for asking it. Uh, second of all, great beard, um, <laughs> great goatee. He's got really enjoy it. Uh, no, Todd, um, I don't perceive a need per se to learn iron sights and then go to optics, right? And I'll tell you kind of why. Mm -hmm. In the course of, and this is subjective, I guess, to the gun, to the optic, to the sights that you're using, because this won't always be the case. But if I'm shooting a gun that has an optical sight on it and I learn how to acquire that sight, like by getting my presentation to be very consistent in terms of grip angle and head position, right? Those are the two things that we need to worry about when we're doing our, our pistol presentation with a dock. If I can keep a consistent head angle or grip angle, excuse me, and head position through that presentation when I'm using an optic, I will also have a consistent head position and grip angle when I'm using my irons. Sure. And my irons will automatically be aligned anyway. Sure. So by using one, ostensibly, I'm kind of learning to use the other. Sure. The only yeah. thing that really is different in my mind is when I try and acquire the dot inside of my reticle or inside of my window, excuse me, uh, shooting with a red dot requires target focused shooting. Sure. Whereas shooting with iron sights does not require target focused shooting. Mm -hmm. uh, I can do front sight focused shooting with my iron sights, which I can't do with my optic. 
because if I'm focusing on my front sight, the relationship between my optic and my target is going to, or if I'm focused on the seeing the reticle on the window, excuse me, the relationship between the reticle and the target is not going to be consistent. Hmm. Okay. So, um, in my opinion, it's it's actually better to learn to shoot with an optic first hmm. because it forces target focus shooting. And that's sure. sort of a shift for me because uh, a couple of years ago, I would have told you that learning to shoot with a front sight focus first is yeah. going to be better for most shooters. Hmm. But after spending as much time shooting with a red dot as I have and after teaching as many uh aged eye shooters as i have to sure. try and focus on that front sight and then be able to embrace the blur of the rear sight and embrace the blur of the target yeah it's just very very difficult so now what i do is no matter what we're shooting i try and get the shooter to use target focus shooting yeah, yeah, yeah. as like the first option and sense. then if the target focus shooting isn't working because you have bifocals or you're farsighted or mm -hmm. nearsighted or something mm -hmm. crazy like that, then we can use the front sight focus just to kind of get you to that point. But then when I introduce the optics to the aged eye shooters, they immediately go back to the target focused shooting. I'm going to, I'm going to hurt a lot of people's feelings. Put a number on aged eye. 35. Oh yeah. So oh. when I, when I talk about aged eye shooters, I talk about this a lot. Um, when I talk about aged eye shooters, I'm a member of that club. Um, so don't feel bad because I am I don't look aged. OK, um, you're a literal grandpa. I am 100 <laughs> percent the grandfather of a year old person. Here's a great question from Matt. Have you ever tried the covers for any pistol sights? I have tried the Sig Romeo Pro, the Sig Romeo One Pro with the uh open emitter versus the closed emitter covers because you can actually huh oh the romeo 2 excuse me um but yeah the sig optic that you can change the different covers and you can cover yeah. the emitter or have it open i've tried that that's as far down that rabbit hole as i've gotten but i'm curious like this is not necessarily specific to a pistol dot but uh like on the hollow sun 509 or excuse me 510 C right the rifle optic that's actually sitting right here by yeah, your head yeah. oh, hi. so they have this shroud here and this shroud covers the window but it doesn't cover the solar panel and it doesn't cover the emitter my question is is there some sort of aftermarket option where i could take this shroud off and put a different shroud on that extends back to and if there isn't why yeah like, why has no third-party manufacturer introduced some sort of an option? What about it? Forward controls designs? What are we doing? Like, I could take this sure. little cover off yeah, yeah. and put a different little cover on, and cool. now I have an enclosed emitter. I, I don't know. Well, they're probably, yeah, because they're, I get it. Like, they're aim point guys probably, and and respect to that, but. At the same – like maybe they don't have to do it. Maybe somebody else could do it. I'm going to go a little out of order here. Sure, sure, uh, sure, sure. Uh, Mike asks, uh, on reticle choice, do you pick one and just stay there? Is it wise to have a dot on one and a death donut on the other? 
It depends, man. Um, so the donut of death, let's talk about what the donut of death is actually good for, right? The donut of death is a 32 minute of angle optic or uh, reticle rather, right? So 32 minute of angle, basically for me, what that equates to is I have a 36 inch space here from my chin to my belt buckle, right? That's essentially what the donut of death is for. Mm. So if I can see that color of green around that area, that's going to give me a good enough for what it's for yeah. kind of hit. You know what I'm saying? Um, at closer distances. Um, so is the donut of death useful? I would say for defensive shooting in particular, it's going to be quite useful because um, I can get a flash sight picture mm -hmm. just by seeing that reticle someplace in the window. Um, I personally like the two minute dot and I, I do just kind of hang out yeah. there yep. um, so because precise. it's so precise. It so covers precise. up so little of the information that I'm trying to see. Mm -hmm. And it tells me what I'm doing to the gun. Cause I can see that window moving around inside of the optics. So yeah. Yeah. For me, the two minute of angle dot covers enough of the bases that I haven't really had to play around yeah, yeah. outside of that on my pistol optics. Now on this guy, it might be a little bit different only because, you know, with a rifle there, there might be times when I'm shooting an unknown distance target say, that or a target that's for like past. range estimation purposes. Right. You, so I might use it to yeah, actually yeah. try and figure out how far away is this target. Right. Cause now right. I have something that's known in terms of like, okay, 32 minute of angle mm -hmm. at mm -hmm. 100 yards can be 32 inches, 200 yards can be 64 inches, right. et cetera. Right. So that's going to tell me what I need to know about the target distance relative to where I am. So uh, those are things that can help Jim. Let's pull up Jim. His question. First of all, Epic beard. Yeah, no, absolutely he's got a sick beard. Epic good for you, beard. Buddy. Good job, Jim. Looking good. Uh, is there anyone at the store who can change out simple parts on an AR, new trigger, ambi safety switch, charging handle, etc.? Any um, swinging dick in this building, Jim, can help you with those sorts of things. Um, the real trick is going to be when can we actually yeah. do the work? Because it's not one. Of, it might be one of those things where you could just kind of pop over, right, and have somebody yeah, do like it real if fast. If you had come in the hour before the live stream. When all five of us were just sitting there shooting the shit. We like, would have had him in and out of here. That would have been seconds, great. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it is tough. I have honestly been turning everyone away for gunsmithing, mostly because we don't have the room. You know, before we had a we had a space about this size just to store the firearms while they were being, you know, we take one in, takes a guy a few days to work on it. You know, there's a workflow to it. It would depend, uh, I guess, if, if yeah. he had, like, if you've got parts laying around, Jim, if I oh, if sure. I'm like, like here at the handle, store, yeah, charging handles nothing, a trigger's nothing. We wouldn't like, even have to book the gun yeah, in. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? If he needed me to build him a lower, he could hang out and shoot the shit for half an hour with Josiah, while while we do that. You know what I mean? Like, right. We do. I was talking to uh, McArdle here about uh, figuring out a workbench situation and figuring out, you know, and maybe for some of that stuff too, we could even use Booksy. And yeah, like you're getting, your, you're, you're getting your sights switched out. Yeah, it's going to be a half hour block. Certain doesn't take a half hour, but like we're not going to book Just it in. Sure we schedule. Yeah, you're going to yeah. come down, hang out, and you're going to leave with it so that it's not because we don't have. We don't have to take possession right. of the stuff, right? Yep. I'm down. Like I, th I think we could do it. We just have to set up a you know a method yep. that that works for everybody. Uh, Brett says he likes his red dots, but they're more useful if they co-witness. 
I I mean, useful to who, for when, why, for what situation, like, why? What do I care if my – I guess it depends, man, right? Because, like, if my pistol irons and my dot don't agree with each other, but my dot is on, who gives a fuck with the pistol sure. optics – what the pistol irons say and vice versa, right? If the optic is not calibrated, but the pistol op the pistol irons are still good to go. I don't need to reference my optic at all. So in my opinion, like when I'm shooting a handgun specifically, it is a strictly either or proposition sure. for, as far as my right. sighting goes. Now, as far as like shooting a rifle, I will tell you that there is a, there are specific situations where I do maybe use my iron sights to get a more precise alignment of my dot on my target. Right. Um, if that makes any sense, like just seeing the dot inside of the reticle sitting on top of that post. Sure. Sure. On a target. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but that's mean. more subjective to me. And that's definitely like not something I can do in a hurry. Sure. Uh, Jim, Jim says he must fall into the ancient eye group. <laughs> well see there you go uh, so gary optical sites are gonna be the key <laughs> gary says uh he's in the aged eyes group at 65 definitely the most aggravating thing when he goes to the range yeah absolutely the the eyes as they degrade yep. man yep. the stuff that you could see previously as it starts to yep. go that is it's heartbreaking that's a, one of the worst parts of aging to me uh todd says everybody at the pin should have good facial hair like him and uh, Pat, I think he's trying to say Pat there. Kim and Pat, yeah, you'd sell more guns and ammo. I agree, man. <laughs> I think that if we had a sick beard policy, we'd do much better with the ladies and sales across the board. <laughs> I think it would help us. I clicked a button. I think uh, it would only Brian, help us. Brian says, uh, old eyes are very humbling as it relates to shooting. It's frustrating as hell having to play the focusing game between irons, red dot, and uh, crosshair scopes when he takes a few different firearms to the range. Yeah. And Mike says, shout out to Jim for choosing an AR pattern. Let's go, King. Amen. I love uh, I love seeing, you know, uh, I, I love all sides of it. I love seeing a younger person who comes in here and they're only into like old lever action guns like I am. Uh, I love seeing, you know, uh, one of my favorite things about Jack. We had that old, old time. Yeah, yeah, Jack Unfortunately, we lost him recently. Uh, but Jack Linney would come in here and he was... 80 in his 80s, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and was carrying like a Glock 21 with a red dot sight on it, and like you know, obviously you're gonna carry a 45. He like, embraced. They don't make a 46, so but, you're gonna carry a 45. Actually, he owned a 10 mil too. But he didn't issue yeah. modernity and embrace tradition only oh yeah he did both yeah yeah, yeah. Yes. he embraced yeah. tradition he's, and embraced like, modernity. look at this old swiss federally from the 1880s or whatever we'll shoot this and then yeah i'm gonna finish by like drawing my concealed carry like daily concealed carry glock 21 and i'm just gonna single shot or uh single-handedly he was a just good shooting shooter. bullseyes he was yeah a good yeah, shooter yeah. For, for anyone's age yeah bullseye pistol shooting yeah no he yeah. was we had another really good cool. uh uh, I want to say on Monday, Monday or Tuesday, we had a group go in. Or, no, no, sorry. It was yesterday. I took a group in and uh, boyfriend and girlfriend or whatever, you know, clearly, clearly together. Yeah, yeah. And he knew what he was doing somewhat. She had never shot a gun before. So um, she goes in there and she was super nervous. You know, one of those like I show her how to do everything and whatever. And she would like pick the gun up and, she, you know, she wasn't like shaking, but she'd be like, nope, 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 nope. I'm not ready. And she'd pick it up. She'd be like, 
She's just getting like, she was like hyping herself up just too much kidding. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, Serious hold on. fear response. I took the magazine out. So she only had one round. I'm like, okay, so you're going to pull that trigger one time. And the gun's going to be then, totally empty. Right. And then nothing. If you freak out, if you drop it, whatever, like it's good. So that she's like, okay. So she did it. Goes bang. She didn't drop it, but she like set it down very quickly. <laughs> like gravity helped her set it down. Bang. Guns down. She's like, nope, nope. And she like backed up. And then her boyfriend comes up and he did it. She's like, you know what? That was actually pretty cool. And she shot a whole box of ammo to herself. Like it was such a switch so fast. It was just so funny. Like, yeah. And she loved it. She's like, we can get a membership here. Like, ah, yeah, it's yeah. amazing. She, she definitely, it, it opened her, you know, opened her eyes up. So me. I, we had a, we had freedom weekend here a couple weeks ago and I don't know how much I'm allowed to say today. <laughs> uh, but I will say that uh, I recently changed career trajectories. Yeah. And uh, when I was here uh, at Freedom Weekend, I met one of my uh, new coworkers that I'm going to be, uh, you know, I'll probably see her around the new yeah, office yeah. at some point, right? So uh, it came up like, hey, Pat, can you take Rebecca in and do some shooting on the range kind of deal? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. So we take one of the nine mil machine guns and we go in nice. there and yeah, uh, she's a little bit nervous. You know what I mean? And I was like, all right, check this out. Here's what you're going to do kind of yeah. deal. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know how it is, man. Like your confidence can really rub off on another yeah. person. Oh, sure. Right? Like if right, you right. know what you're doing and she was like really put at ease by me just being like, all right, look, it's the, here's, what, here's what it is. Yeah, yeah. And here's what we got to do. And like, here's the process. And I just kind of laid it out for her. And I was like, all right, are you ready? And she's like, yep. Mm -hmm. like, all right, cool. Took the gun, loaded it, charged it up. Yeah, yeah. Here you go. It's very fun. And like, she did it. And we started out on semi, you know, yeah, yeah. bang, nice, bang, bang. All right, you ready? You good? Okay, awesome. <laughs> Lean into it. Put the fun switch on. Yeah, and yeah. she was getting after it. And nice. she felt like really good about it. And, uh, it's just so much fun, man, to see that light bulb turn mm -hmm. off or turn on with, well, that can Some be people. fun too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Freudian sift there. Sorry, guys. Uh, Jamie says that confidence that you operate with in that scenario is one of the reasons I enjoyed taking classes with you. You put people at ease at all levels of skill. Oh, hey, how much yeah. Do we owe, how much do we owe her for that? Right? Yeah. No, that was a good endorsement. I appreciate it. <laughs> no, um, yeah, that's... You know, I've been doing this for a really long time and I don't want anybody to ever mistake like the confidence that I feel in uh, in our ability to get through that initial fear response. Right. Or our ability to kind of mitigate some of our natural uh, uh, tendencies to shut down when we get stressed out. Right. Um, but for me, you know, I've dealt with people, as Jamie pointed out, of every single skill level you can imagine mm -hmm. down to the people that literally break down crying when they fire a handgun for the first time, <laughs> not to name any names. Right. No, not me. But no. Um, but you know, in general, I think that, you know, if you are, just have that confidence, you know, then you can really does help. And, you know, I, I try not to like be uh, complacent about it, but at the same time, Fake it till you make it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Fake it till something happens. <laughs> Something's bound to happen. Oh, okay. What's he got here? Brian says, I find a lot of times I have to trust my instincts over my eyes, if that makes any sense. Like with the Zayar irons, I know I'm on target. My shot will be true, even though my mentality is throwing me off. 
that my front sight post is blurry. It's definitely a bit easier mentally when I only have two points of focus, the dot and the target when using a red dot. Yeah. So, Brian, next time you're on the range, man, if you get an opportunity to do some shooting with your iron sights, I'm going to encourage you to do uh, the target focus thing with your iron sights as well. And I'll tell you uh, why specifically, because when you're focused on your target, your target will become clear. Right. Um, And then your front sight will become blurry, just as your rear sight will become blurry. But if you're looking through that aperture, right. But obviously your rear sight is aligned with the target to the degree that it needs to be. So now all we have to address is the front sight, right? The front sight can be relatively blurry against that target as long as it is placed in the proper orientation relative to the target, right? So where the, the, uh, whether or not the target or excuse me, the front sight is clear to you, actually doesn't matter in that scenario as long as the blurry overlay of the front sight is placed properly where you intend to hit the target, right? Um, so long story short, I encourage everybody to experiment with target-focused shooting. And again, the reasons why, uh, firstly, if somebody points a pistol at you and you end up pointing a pistol back at them, I can promise you, you will not be looking through your sights. Sure. Right. Right. You may be able to see your sights as a visual reference to where the handgun is oriented, but I promise you what you'll be looking at is the thing that you anticipate uh, is trying to kill you. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Right. So uh, that's where naturally where your eyes are going to go anyhow. So you may as well embrace that on the front end. Mm -hmm. Um, But Mm -hmm. also when I'm shooting, Let's say that I'm shooting a target at 25. I have a thing that I do, guys, where when I walk into a place, I'll, like, look around and I'll try to see, like, how far away people are from me. And I kind of try to see, like, you know. You should make a range card in your head. Essentially, like, (laughs) who's in pistol range here? Where's my fields of fire? Okay. Let me see your hands if you're in pistol range Where's my land Constantino wire? Okay. No, but, like. (laughs) I know what you mean, though. I'm just trying to figure out, like, what can I see? What could I do? Right? And so, like, when I'm. But when I look at something through, through a set of sights, the more clear the target is, the more information I can tell about what's behind the target. And all of that stuff, right? So, um, and what's between me and the target as well. So I encourage you guys to uh, attempt the target focus thing. So Brian says, thank you. He absolutely agrees. It's just a mental thing to get past when you start getting old eyes. Yeah, we got to be super visually disciplined, man. Um, I I have a hard time with that myself. Uh, When I say visually disciplined, what I mean is uh, earlier I was work. I did a lesson with a lady and I'm shooting and I got a little bit embarrassed because... uh, five string of five rounds fourth round went a little high and uh i was like yeah so right tiniest bit number one was good number two was okay number three was in the same hole but then number four i started looking in the window i stopped looking at the target i started looking in the window yeah and i was like so i kind of fucked that up uh Brett asked, he's thinking about signing up for one of your tactical pistol trainings. Would an inside the waistband Kydex holster work? Yeah. Or do you recommend going outside the waistband? Uh, in So as far as inside versus outside, uh, Brett, I think that the main factors that I would consider would be the relative security of the holster. Like how 
confident are you in the retention of the holster that the gun isn't going to fall out? Um, how accessible is the gun? Are you able to access the gun in a hurry? Uh, does the holster keep the gun relatively tucked in tight to your body so that it's going to be kind of concealable? Mm -hmm. And then how comfortable are you when you wear the holster? I think those are like the four major factors that most people are thinking about yeah. um, and looking for in a holster. And I would say that to me, like the security of the holster is number one, because if the gun's going to end up on the ground at some point in time, I don't really need that holster. There's better sure. options out right. there. If the, you know, holster isn't going to allow the gun to be accessed, it's kind of the same deal, right? There are definitely holsters out there that will put the gun where I can actually get to it. As far as concealability goes, you know, there are rules about how concealed the gun has to be in terms of like mm -hmm. printing and stuff like that. I don't want to be getting the cops called on me uh, because people can read the serial number on my pistol. Sure. Um, and then, you know, as far as like the comfort thing to me, that's the last, honestly, because the comfort of the holster is going to have a lot to do with your belt selection and uh, you know, with the positioning of the holster and all of those kinds of things. That's pretty cool. Brought Brett's old boss once took him to the range, had him practice at the distance from his desk to the front door, which is about 10 yards. 100%, man. Smart, yeah. No, I, I used to tell the guys here all the time, like, when you're standing behind the gun counter, like, first of all, how far away is that door? Mm -hmm. What can you do from here to that door? Yeah. And then, like, if, you, if there's anything in this room that you can't shoot, right, when we're standing out in the old retail area, yep. like, if there's a, a blind spot or there's somewhere that you can't actually get to, Right. Where are you going? Like, sure. How are you getting from right. here to create the angle where you can actually collapse that sector and, and be able to deliver accurate gunshots, right? Uh, Owen, Mr. Professional, asks, have either of you shot the S&W 10 mil performance center? Uh, I I don't think I've shot the 10 mil one. No, I've I haven't shot, shot performance center nines. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I haven't shot a whole lot of 10 mil, to be honest with you. I've shot uh, a P220 in 10. I've shot a P320 in 10. Mm -hmm. I've shot a Glock 40 in 10. Um, I'm impressed. Only by one of those had an optic. The Smith Performance Center stuff. In general. Oh, yeah. I think for Agreed. The, the price that you're paying, it's not a crazy upcharge. You know, it's not like there are 1000 or $1,200 guns. Uh, I don't know what the MP 10 mil one is. That might be up there at, at 1000 bucks or so. But um, I like the Smith & Wesson like performance series. Like I think they they did those right. I'm going to say something that might be a little bit unpopular right now on this stream. Not that I've ever done that before. Um, I think the 10 mil 1911s are no fucking joke. Yeah. I think the the stainless performance center Smith & Wesson 9 mils uh, oh, yeah. that I have handled, the stipple work or mm -hmm. the, uh, the mm -hmm. checkering work that they do on those, the um, aggressive like uh, scale. And they're very affordable too. They do. Like very inexpensive yeah. match grade barrels yep. fit and finish very nice um i'm not saying they're the end all be all but i'm saying if you have 1200 bucks to spend on the mm -hmm. 1911 that's a good place to start looking maybe definitely one of those where you don't have to go all the way to a nighthawk or a you don't have to crazy, spend sti money you know, up over two grand over gun. something no. yeah yeah, yeah. Well, i've always been impressed by the smith springfield uh, and smith are like the only two real mm -hmm. like thousand dollar ish speaking speaking of i know we're really deep into the weeds in the stream but speaking of springfield what do you think of the echelon i don't know i the only thing that i've seen from i've seen it every swinging richard on uh <laughs> instagram has one already yeah 
Where, uh, where's ours? Which, yeah, yeah first of fuck? all, what the hell, man? But second of all, it looks a lot like a P320 to it's, me, like the yeah. P320 we yep. have at home. Um, it, it definitely – it. Yeah, it definitely shows, I think, you know, when the Glock came out, there was an industry shift towards, like, that style of striker-fired guns with, I mean, and if you pull out nine out of ten modern striker-fired handguns, they all look the same. There's some slight differences, style, excuse me, whatever, but the guts of them, and including this one, you you take the, the slide off of the echelon, it looks exactly like any other striker-fired, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's what we're seeing now. You know, fast forward 20, 30 years, the next wave, everyone's going to go to these fire control unit pistols. Oh, yeah. Like the 320, where the guts, the trigger control group is the firearm. And the gun so can be everything whatever else you can want. Be whatever can you be want. Anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Forgotten the- Weapons did a pretty good breakdown between like the 320 and the Echelon. And, you know, it, it somewhat looks like the 320, you know, is and it clearly is. 320 is a precursor. They kind of like an inspiration. It's it's a lot of things are like external of like the chassis, if you will. There's like springs and things. Just kind of it's just kind of all there. The echelon, it's all like internal to it. It's, al- yeah. it's almost like a Timney, like a drop-in trigger like a from from a Timney. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where it's just it's all here. It's all neat and and in there. And uh, and other than that, though, I definitely see almost everybody. You know, I could see Smith. Coming out with, uh, you know, whatever. They, they all call them something different. I can't remember. Um, Springfield called theirs like the, not CPU, but they, they had a name for it. That not was the not, FCU no, either. No, it's not know. the FCU, but it was, they had their own name for it. That shit um, is so annoying sometimes. Oh, uh, the, the corporate like double speak, not double speak, but you know what I mean? The, yeah, no, the, I do. I know the jargon, I just, I don't need, you know, we're going to. Uh, uh, what's what's the word? Um, Ostracize a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, the cog. All right. So yeah, they've all got a synergy. So you know, you got your synergize, your synergies to be synergistic. Of course, all your corporate synergies. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess that's another cool thing too. There's no plate. It's all direct mount to everything. So it's like a shadow so. system slide cut, essentially. Yep. Like, yeah, I just they, don't wait. They don't even you know, have spacers, so now your optic is just cooling. They have, they have the different. It, oh, it's okay. okay. It's still all Croatian made, right? Right. Like I think it's all it's HS product. It's it's, it's product. sure. Uh, I do my, like my biggest beef with Springfield is they they play that marketing game of oldest name in American firearms. But then they don't make shit but in America but, And it, they don't make stuff in America, and it, that's not true. Right. All this, yeah, it's all licensed from somebody else. Yeah. And they, they, the they are yeah, not. Like there's no. The, yeah, right. Yeah. Springfield Armory was a government, like, thing. It was an actual armory. It was armory. a government armory founded. Yeah, yeah, yeah to maintain our knowledge of how to make, you know, there was a Rock Island armory, there was a Springfield armory, and that closed in the 70s, you know, due to Vietnam War era politicking. So they closed these national armories, went everything private, you know, commercial uh, endeavors. And then, yeah, a few years later in the 70s, a guy opens up Springfield Armory, and, yeah, it's kind of... And then the other big beef... piggybacking on the name. A lot of people... uh, will remember there were laws maybe 10 years ago or so, a little less than 10 years ago, 
in Illinois, which is where they're from, that were very, very like anti-gun, anti-gun manufacturer, anti-gun retailer, anti-gun owner. And they, Springfield Armory, was like backing these laws mm -hmm. because they were exempt. They had it written into the law that they were exempt somehow, yep. but everybody else would be liable for it or, or you know, uh, burdened yeah, by it. A lot it. of people um, were mad with Springfield Armory when that happened, and they forgot yes. about it real fast yep. as well. Brian, yeah, oldest name, that's it, just the name. They're not, that's uh, all. That's all you that's know. left. Right. The last vestige right. of Springfield Armory. And it, it sucks because the they used to make a pretty good, I remember like in high school, uh, Josh and I used to drool over like their 1911s, like their World War II replica style, oh, like 1911s. They made some really good ones back you know, I mean, there's always been 100 1911 companies, but I feel like now there's 500 1911 companies, you know. Yeah, Back but then I, there was only I don't know, 20 I or 30. gravitate towards like the Springfield Armory, like GI spec. Yeah. If you're looking for like a relatively yeah. inexpensive gun. Uh, and those are still made in Illinois. Steel. Yeah. Like, well, and it's still a Ford yeah. steel frame instead of yep. cast. Like yep. if you guys look at the Rock Islands, man, those investment cast frames really yeah. fucking bum me out. But yeah, any of the Springfield stuff that's imported, like that's actually HS product, I don't know. It doesn't spark me anything. I mean, it's not a, they're not bad as like I would call a Taurus bad or I would call, yeah. you know, like a, you know, something else bad, but they just don't, there's no, there's no need. So I, I'm sure you're not going to see like the XD anymore. Why would they sell the XD or the XDM? Right. Those are going to go away, which is a fine. I'm fine with those. Yeah. I'm well, fine some with those people do away. like we have a comment up there. Brett said something nice about his uh, his XDM 3.8. And uh, it's got a great I trigger. Like they on always it. just had they were too, too high. Well, that, too was high a bore axis. that was a complaint. But then P320 has a really high bore axis, too. So I don't necessarily care. I never cared for the grip that. safety. The grip safety thing drives me nuts, man. Yeah. That's it's like definitely an unnecessary Right, it's it's yeah. just you're introducing an uh, or an opening into the frame where more uh, debris and stuff can get into false it. sense of security too. I don't, you know, I don't like relying on mechanical devices uh -huh. to keep me safe at all. Like when people start using mechanical safety, oh, I'm I was in that lesson earlier with this lady and she had her gun. She, she didn't have a holster, mm -hmm. whatever. So we had loaded her gun with ten rounds, and you know me, man, I run a hot range, right? So we fired five rounds, and then I'm like, all right, can you please bench the pistol? So she goes and benches the pistol, and we're just sitting there talking. And then, like, apropos of nothing, she's just like, oh, I'm going to put the safety on because this gun is loaded. And I was like, okay. And we just moved on. Sure. From, but in my yeah. head, I'm like, you just made that so much less safe just by putting your hand right. over here. Like, Didn't need to touch it. Right. If you had just left the – freaking thing alone right. yeah yeah it was far right. safety yeah, yeah or as far safer rather to just be there yeah brett as far as like the grip safety uh itself i don't have a problem with deactivating the grip safety my problem with the grip safety is i drop my gun on the ground a lot and in some cases i do it intentionally because like it's a gun and I should be able to drop it and it should keep working. But with the Springfield XD specifically, I worry that the grip safety creates an opening mm -hmm. where I could end up with debris inside of the gun. Yep. And if the grip safety operation gets interrupted at all, the gun is down. 
you can't even take the gun apart at that point. Like I would have to send it some foot. Yeah, you're done. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. completely yeah, yeah, useless yeah. at that point. Yeah, you do like a forgotten weapons or an in-range mud test on an XDM or any of those XD anything with a backdrop safety like that. Not farewell. Yeah, yeah. And there are multiple uh instructors out there that have been doing this far longer than I have that have outright banned XDs it, from their classes. It can be the Serpa holster of of firearms in that regard, I've heard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, specifically uh, Sage, Aaron Cowan from Sage Dynamics and uh, Larry Vickers specifically are two guys that come to mind that have banned the XD pistols from their classes just based on the number of issues that uh, people have had. I will say, like, in their era, I mean, I'm going back literally like 15 years or more, in the day, the XDM maybe wasn't a terrible choice because there weren't a lot of like match grade, you know, like there weren't Smith and Wesson M and P performance centers. There weren't, if they would uh, just delete that stupid like grip the, safety and make it the, like a Hellcat, the Glock, like say 34s, I don't even think had come out yet where nope. there was more of like a match. I think there was the 17 L, but no one had those. No, and you're right. Rare. Nobody was doing like just a match grade barrel in a fighting pistol, yeah. except for them at that time. Yeah. And I do agree that I, I think that was kind of cool, but the problem, the other thing that I would say about, putting a match grade pistol in a gun like that is is the guy shooting the gun match grade sure. accurate because yeah, yeah, if he's yeah. not i don't give a right. shit what barrels in the gun right right ultimately like it's not gonna make any difference man the trigger was decent but never again not like what i would consider a match grade trigger i never no i, I never no. mastered that trigger i'm not saying sure. that they were good nor bad uh, some people I'm sure like them. Yeah. Uh, I Josh never always liked them. I think his dad had one. He always liked it. Yeah, he liked he had well. one in 40. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of one of those like, would you like something else just as good? You know what I mean? Like, right. did you like it just because you had it? Like, it right. wasn't like it was the end all be all. Yeah. I bought an XD and I did not have it too long before I ended up selling it. Yeah. Uh, just for me, there was a couple things that I, you know, subjectively didn't like. So. It's late. Yeah. Do you have anything I've else? I've been doing this a while. Our 80% lower is making a comeback. No. Not really. Not in New York. Certainly State, not in think. New York. Yeah. Um, uh, I think he's talk, maybe he's talking about the new ATF receiver rule that just got. I have not been able to keep up with hardly any of it. It just things have changed so much so fast. Well, we'll like, go back and we'll review the eighty percent, or we'll go back yeah, and review yeah. the ATF's receiver rule, so we can talk about that next week. Because uh, basically, the ATF uh, kind of got out over their skis when they were trying to make some regulation uh, surrounding receivers. Okay and a, a dealer in a facebook group was selling like raw billet like aluminum like 70 76 chunks or whatever and somebody commented like no one percent lower band <laughs> it's just literally a rectangle of aluminum yeah. like <laughs> uh cool what do you think any other uh yeah do we have any cool stuff that we need to address before go, we get out uh, of here check out beyond driven fitness and uh api gun bags yeah, support our sponsors. Uh, oh, write to your legislator and get rid of red flag laws. One Bad. more thing that we didn't hit. Tyler's going to punch us in the face what? if we don't do it because <laughs> we need to um, promote the podcast on oh my Spotify gosh, yes. for podcasters. Spotify. If you're still listening to this, it looks like there's still 20 of you somehow. Uh, <laughs> go on to Spotify or if you have... You know, if you have a grandson, have them help you get Spotify. Um, and if you can follow us, we're very close to 100 followers on there. And uh, it's super cool. I love doing these live streams live 
but I love that we're putting them on Spotify because it's such a good catalog of them. You can see them all together. You can watch them too, which I did not realize when he first told me he was putting them on Spotify. Yeah, no, you can watch the video. To, I listen to a lot of podcasts on there. And yeah, some of them have video, but I didn't realize ours would have video. I thought that was like, you know, you got to be a big stream before they'll let you upload video to well, them so, or whatever. So but. that's another thing that we should do as well, right? For the Spotify side of things, we should start doing yeah. stuff that isn't live. Uh, Spotify for podcasters, Spotify for Brian, obviously. <laughs> Go to the Hilton uh, Fire Department Carnival. I think that's this weekend. Yeah, Roger, let's go. That. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, that sounds fun. Why wouldn't we support There's our local? There's not a lot of those left. left. Like the I Stafford know. one they stopped doing. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. No, people should be supporting their local fire department. You know what's crazy too? You know, totally off topic. You know why you don't see as many carnivals anymore? Like with the rides? Do you know those have to be x-rayed? Fewer carnies? <laughs> yeah. They have to be x-rayed before they can come into New York State for like cracks in the wilds and everything like that. But like, like the big, you know, like they used to do like the Batavia, the St. Joe's like Lawn Fate and stuff like that. They don't do those anymore because those companies can't come into New York because they can't afford. It's like 20 grand to get like all those machines. Like think about every ride of the carnival having to be x-rayed. I'm like it's so like, conflicted about that because on the one hand, I really hate the state. Like I really right, do. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go home and distill my hatred for the state tonight <laughs> and make concentrate own, it even more. Make my own janky carnival ride. Yeah, but on the <laughs> other hand, like I don't want anybody's kids to die on a fucking sure, carnival ride. Sure. I get that too. I've seen those videos where it like yeah. breaks a bolt, spins out of control. Yeah, so I don't know, man. I'm really like uh, up in the air on that. Yeah, I have to see some thanks, statistics Brat. on that. Thank you, Brat. Uh, awesome. Yeah, guys. Yeah. Uh, great show tonight. Thank Spotify. everybody for joining us and watching. Uh, great commentary as always. We will see you guys uh, next week. Love you. Bye. Night, everybody.